this is uh, going to be awkward because we're going to talk about fear today. Yeah. Where, where, where was the the last time you felt scared about doing something? Do you recall? Mm, I can't really recall when is the last one exactly lah. But then like the one that comes to my mind there is one. Technically, for me, starting anything is already a fear, right? For me, like mm-hmm. this time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I this time I'm entering a new gym, which is a totally new environment. Uh-huh. I always have this fear where I need to like. I always think that people always judge me in the gym, so it's very hard for me to like go through the first day. Oh, oh well, which brings me uh to to this, you know, we we should talk about fitness uh one day. Just... Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what to say. I'll just be like eat a lot, go to gym a lot. <laughs> you probably know more than me. Well, <laughs> uh, speaking of gym, uh, I wanted to hit the gym the other uh, the other day. You know, I was thinking of uh, you know, memberships and stuff, and then I found out that uh, in a lot of places, mm-hmm. maintenance is something that people tend to overlook uh so for places that you know uh, places that generally aren't uh high end in terms of the services they offer they're trying to cut cost here and there uh-huh. well i i've i've sort of learned that you've got to bring your own cleaning equipment yeah. uh, and a lot of them they bring sort of cloths themselves to sort of rub down uh, gym equipment mm-hmm. because they're sweat on on dumbbells and the sweat here and there <laughs> that hasn't been cleaned properly. I think some gyms have like these strict rules where you need to bring a towel or you won't be allowed. Uh-huh. But then in Korea, in the the gym that I'm going, they are offering you towel. Yeah. But then they have air conditioning inside. So right. there pretty much be no sweat most of the time. Even if there is sweat, it will dry off very quickly. For me, it's a fear. Starting... starting uh going to the right place picking uh-huh. the right place so it, it, for for me it's uh it, it's it's going to be a step when when i decide to actually start hitting the hitting the gym uh i've i've got a fear of dirty things uh, i mean <laughs> i kind of had to the extent so. that it becomes a paranoia mm, but then like I mean? once you got used to it be okay like, especially if, if you have yeah. a friend that you can bring along it should have should should be very easy honestly uh-huh. It's not really that hard. I'm trying to like recall what happened on the first day. I'm the type of person that I will kind of overcompensate before I start to do something, you know. I will gain totally right. unnecessary too much knowledge even before I need to start something. Yeah. So Is when that I, a good thing? good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing where you will be prepared for so-called worst case scenario. Bad thing is that sometimes you put your expectation too high, you will be disappointed or... Sometimes you'll just be like, huh, I have already known like too much about it. I don't want to explore it anymore. It's like a double-edged sword in a sense. All right. So in that case, let's cut to the chase. So we started off with something light. So uh, before we started the podcast, you're saying one of your biggest fears was what? Ghosts? Yeah. I think still till now, it's still ghosts. Okay. Well, I, I personally don't believe in ghosts. Why, Karin? Why? Give me a good reason why. Because they don't exist. <laughs> it's like saying it's like saying aliens exist. Aliens they, exist they, they, is they don't we exist. Don't know. No. So 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 why can't you use the same logic for ghosts? At least at the very least, that's like you, you could do that at least. 
Yeah, but saying that we don't know that ghosts exist, I would say if someone has the opinion or less, but saying the ghost does, it, does not exist, macam cannot lah. Why though? I mean, then why don't you watch horror movies if they don't exist? Why don't? Well, there's there's no point freaking your brain out for no reason, is there? Yeah, That's you the can just thing. console yourself by saying that they don't exist. Say <laughs> say <Sick, sick>. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's uh that's the typical argument on your side, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's it's let's not pretend this thing hasn't been going on for, for for ages, right? So yeah. it it happens all the time. So when when someone says that they don't believe in ghosts, the person who actually does believe in ghosts will say what you said, and so yeah, and then like you were saying that you have never seen one, then I have never seen one either, right? But then I have this theory that. I don't fuck around a lot for me to find them. That's all. I will just. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. But then, it can be there, right? Uh, well, plausible. Okay, so uh, since I'm I'm a Christian, right? So mm. uh, that there, there is a, a religious sort of element that uh we we put into it. So uh, Christians say, or, or at least what I've been taught. Uh, taught is that uh, there are no such thing as ghosts, but then there are spirits. So in the sense, spirits, yeah. So to to a sense, uh, and, and you this is true for for all major religions. I think uh, Christianism, Christianity, uh, Islam, Hinduism. Uh, they, they, there's a they they say uh, there is a spiritual a, spiritual aspect. In life, and and yeah. if you've studied philosophy, you'll know that also. You're looking, you're looking at things from a spiritual perspective, also. So, if there is a spiritual realm, then the way Christians look at it is, they aren't ghosts. That the things that people see as ghosts, ghosts or what 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 are so called ghosts, fallen angels, and which can also be known as demons. And so, so the story is in in the Christian world is that uh. Satan, mm-hmm. uh, you you of, of course are very familiar with Satan. <laughs> so he was he was an angel in the Christian in in the Bible. So he's a Christian who was very beautiful, and then he tried to take the place of God, and for that he was punished. He was punished by being thrown into earth, and and he alongside all his followers who also happened to be angels. Uh-huh. And so these fallen angels who who are uh, now in earth is Christians Christian would be Christianity's uh, interpretation on what ghosts are. So so in in Christianity, uh, the ghosts per se don't don't exist, and I'm happy that that it is put that way. Yeah, <laughs> but then like in your case also, like the fallen angels, can they be uh-huh. scary or not? Well, it depends because there's so many different ways you can uh interpret interpret it and so you it, it can sort of take take up the best of your imagination if you allow it to mm-hmm. and at the same time it can be almost nothing if you want it to as well yeah so uh I, i'll try to demonstrate this uh it can take up the best of your imagination in the sense that let, let's see let's say uh you've let's say you are fasting today uh you're not supposed to touch an ice cream Okay. But then, uh, an hour later, you give in to this, uh, to this, 
temptation you know urge of yours mm. to to this urge of yours to to touch that ice cream and and so you've eaten that ice cream so that that for some could it could be uh, an encounter with the devil in the sense wow. that i met the devil and the devil convinced me to eat the ice cream but okay. but then you haven't actually met the devil face to face right mm-hmm. yeah but but that that's what i'm saying it could be it, it can be just how your imagination works or then you've got the other extreme where people actually say i saw a ghost <laughs> i saw this i saw that i met the devil you know he had two heels two 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 horns and a tail that kind of thing but uh, so people pe- people interpret it in in all sorts of uh, ways so the first book of the bible is genesis for example okay uh, and some some people say that genesis is not an accurate representation of history okay. uh, and the reason is because uh, if let's say uh, l- let's say we were to follow the facts given by the bible then earth would only be so many years old but scientifically based on the data that science has science would disagree with that science would say that uh you know there's that there is the the evolutionary theory and that earth has been around for longer than what the bible suggests but then going back again to the bible stories that are in the bible can be interpreted in another way it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that all the stories in the bible for example adam adam and eve it doesn't necessarily mean that those stories actually happened but rather they are uh, stories showing principles rather than things that have actually happened it's more like an analogy la yes exactly mm-hmm. analogies so not exactly not not it, it may not necessarily have be historical happen. facts yeah. that have happened so that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm agreeing with these <laughs> with these uh, arguments i'm just presenting to you these yeah. these uh, few few different points of view uh, and so so that was a vast number of interpretations to to this and and so some of them back going back to the topic right so some of them can become really intense fearful things uh, uh, others not, not so, much. so much i i guess it depends on the individual and so because of that uh, because of the way i've chosen to i've chosen to interpret it uh, and the and because i'm generally a person who who's skeptical of uh, things like uh, things like ghosts in the sense that if i haven't seen it I'm not going to believe it. I'm generally mm-hmm. that kind of person. But you're also the kind of person that don't want to find out whether they exist as well. Well, let's say I do. How am I going to find out? What, what do you want me to do? Go to a grave at 3 o'clock in the morning. You can try, <laughs> but I'll never come with you. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to do that either. But but not 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 because not not because I I don't I just don't want to. Let's say there is a necessity. Let's say Let's say uh, someone, a friend of mine actually fell down there and calls me up and says, hey, I've broken my leg. And I go, where are you? And he says, hey, I'm here, I'm down, down by the grave. <laughs> <laughs> no question, I probably would be there at three o'clock in the morning. If you, you, know ask, I mean? if you give the same situation to me, I'll just be hoping uh-huh. that I'm not the one that fell down there. Lah. But then I'll go. <laughs> so honestly, if it's, my, if it's my friend, then I'm going to go. But then okay. I'll be scared to death, lah, that's for sure. But then, what about you? What's your? Let me put it this way: What's your deepest fear? Well, my deepest fear. Uh, well, it it used to be okay. I, I guess it still is to to a certain extent fading in life. But but then that is that is ambiguous. So it, it changes day to day. So I think you mentioned this previous right. That that was your worst fear, yeah. and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Like, 
you can just think about it however you want and you're not going to fail in your life. Yeah, exactly. And because at the end of the day, let's say you failed in something, there's always something else where you can sort of like pick yourself up and carry on. Yeah. Uh so, but but then that that would be the answer to your question, failing failing in life. So so uh in that sense, I am actually facing my fear every day. Mm. If you know I what think, I mean. I think yeah. I have that fear as well, but mine will be like me not being successful in future. Because yeah, so, when I was in primary school, I'd be like, by 20, I'll be a millionaire. And now I have already, I'm going to surpass my 20 years already. Yeah, like, now hello, I'm like, 21. Yeah. 21 years, like, looking at you, laughing. <laughs> hello. <laughs> now, now I'm like, okay, by 30, I'll be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, I've already, if if I'm following your, your, your fear of failing in your life, which means that yeah. I've already failed in my life already, you know, because I didn't exactly. meet my so first Exactly, so I was going to say the same thing. So following my projection also, because it's not like I wasn't doing the same thing. So yeah. following my projection, I've also failed in that mm-hmm. sense. But then still, but then we still, are going we are, on, right? we are, yeah, and the way we've looked at, at, at things has also changed. Yes, We, we are taking exactly. a degree. And so so it's, not, it's not what we envisioned ourselves to be, but things have changed and so we are just moving along with it as well yeah true i mean yeah it makes sense because we we are not going to predict the future exactly right it's going to mm-hmm. change true what will you do if like something bad happens touch it lah if something happens with your degree and you can't finish your degree that's worst case scenario but let's just put it that yeah. way okay so so that's that's a form when when i say failure in in life so that would be the one of the first things that yeah. pop up because it's the degree is supposed to be what the hardest depends on the person but most people say it was the hardest phase yeah, in, in their life and i i i would think that i that it's the same same to me i, I definitely don't deny it so far mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh it, i've got a sense of relief in the sense that i i don't have to uh you know meet a certain expectation in order to get into something anymore yeah. now i just have to not worry about getting kicked out <laughs> that that kind of thing you know before this it was like getting in uh let's say i feel in this well then there's always another option so this is where i go go back to uh things change so i am generally a capable person yeah who and so if i if i let's say something goes wrong with this degree there's always an easier degree because the current degree i'm doing is not an easy one yeah so i can always take an easier degree that doesn't cost as much uh or or it might cost it might cost more because yeah fine you're probably gonna go private uh if, if that happens but but then given the amount of expertise that i build I, I think I'd be optimistic in what the future has to hold in, in that sense. But the first blow will definitely be painful. Yeah. Yeah. And then like my first, my question to you would be like, you technically have a backup plan if your life so-called failed. Then how can it be the biggest fear of yours? Well, because the burden, the burden is not on me. The burden will be on my parents. So financially, the money, mm. the money is not coming out of my pocket. Yeah. It's going to come out of their pockets in the end. I can take a loan. That's what a lot of students do in uh, in the US, right? So I can do that. So who's going to who's gonna write the signature uh, at the end of the day that says, oh, if I can't play, pay the loan for some reason, there's going to be another person who's going to be the backup for that. So who's that going to be now? Your parents, still, right? still my parents or mm. still someone else who, who I know. 
So so in that sense, it's still it's still a, a fear. In a way, you are being a burden for someone else, even though they are not going yeah. to say it to you directly. Like that's going to be the situation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Totally yeah. understandable. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. Then, like, how do we overcome these fears? You haven't gone to a grave. I'm never going to do that. Trust me. <laughs> not at three o'clock in the morning. By the way, we have to uh talk about the guy who fell down in the grave at three o'clock in the morning. What the hell was he doing there? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That'd be the first question I ask him. <laughs> yeah, no. The moment he said. Like I'm down by the graveyard. I'll be like, can't you just walk a bit far away from the place? Then I'll pick you up. <laughs> like I was reading a story, lah. It was I think like you know that book, right? It was something like the most Asian order story or something. I already forgot the exact title. It was oh, something like okay, this. Okay. This guy will be in a group and then he'll be talking like a uh, this egoistic behavior. I'll be like, ah, I'm so uh-huh. brave. I can do anything. So this stupid right. group of friends challenge him to stay in the graveyard for a night, uh-huh. and then he will go and stay. Then the next day, mm-hmm. when they went to pick him up, he'll be like mm-hmm. torn into pieces. His limbs will be torn into pieces. Okay, so is this based on a true story? Like I supposedly, so because... even even when they say it's based on a true story, I still I'm still skeptical mm. because you know there are like some books that sell in MPH so for those of you who are who are maybe not not in Malaysia not in Singapore MPH is a one of the biggest book franchise stores here uh, in in Southeast Asia. So there, there's like this 20, 20 Asian ghost stories. I think I'm quite sure you've come across it once I or twice. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's about uh, horror stories in both Malaysia and Singapore. They're supposed to be based on real stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember reading reading one of it, one, one, one short story because I, I happened to be in the store at that time. Yeah. This was so long ago. It was about... Uh, A girl talking about her brother, uh, during the Hungry Ghost Festival or something like yeah. that. He he was coming back, uh, home at at night, and then he uh, he slipped on, on one on one of the packets or one of the candles that, uh, that you know the Chinese put put down during the festival, and he felt as though a spirit sort of like followed him all the way back, <laughs> and, and, and and they did all sorts of stuff. I I can't remember how, but but I think uh, it got off him or or whether it, like continued to be with him. Uh, the book I I can't remember it was so long ago yeah. now since I read the book, but I remember being freaked out of, about it for a whole week. <laughs> but then now when I look at it, I'm like. No, I I'm so skeptical about it. Yeah, because like whenever I tell some of my friends right that my that I'm actually scared of ghosts, most of their replies will be like, "I think I'm scared of humans more than ghosts." Like these serial killers, <laughs> people suddenly intruding exactly. your house. Yeah, humans can go crazy. Right? Yeah, I mean, in a way, I kind of agree. Humans sometimes can be scarier than ghosts. But then, like, to just conclude that. Ghosts can't be scary. It's just something that I can't understand when other people say, "Ah, oh, ghosts are not scary." If you say ghosts, ghosts don't exist, like your point. In that way, you can say that you are not being afraid of ghosts. I can understand, but saying that, "Ah, oh, yeah, not scary, lah." It's like, in a way, you're undermining someone else's fear and also think that you are so big that you can overcome anything. Before we take a short break, I want to bring this up. Do you know there are some communities in Africa, uh, where they, uh, bury people alive. Uh, for a day, it's sort of an experience. I think also a ritual. I'm not so sure. I've I've done some reading on it. Have you? Oh, a day so they'll be alive before? the next day. 
Yeah, what just just for a night. Hell? It's either a tradition or uh or or it's a or or have I got my facts wrong and this is a new like uh experience sort of thing. People do it for fun. Uh, they they sort of put you in a coffin which is uh which has got holes inside, mm-hmm. so so it makes sure it, it ensures that you have uh, oxygen, oxygen rate, and yeah. stuff and just just for a night, but but the fact is you they're putting you inside a inside a coffin, they're gonna bury you and uh, you're basically surrounded by other coffins, so it's a thing. I'm People so do done it. with humanity, man. If whatever you're saying is true, I'm so done with humanity. This is the part where I say you fuck around a lot, so you find, find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a short break. See you in a while. So you love listening to things. Listening's your thing. Podcast music. You listen to everything. You're such a good listener. I almost told you about my relationship with my mother. Well, dear listener, a fine listening connoisseur like yourself needs a fine listening post. How about a soft, comfy sofa from DFS? Perhaps I can lie on it whilst I tell you about Mother. <laughs> DFS, what's your thing? Okay, so we, I think we have talked a lot about fears already. I think this episode most probably something along in the name of understanding our fears. I can't say we can successfully overcome it, but we are understanding it more so that once the situation arises, we can overcome it, hopefully. And... Okay, ending session. Karen, have you prepared anything? Yeah. So, uh, as usual, so we like, uh, if you've uh listen, if you listen to our last episode, we've started a new segment where we ask a random question to the next person. So, yeah. uh, in this episode, it's my turn to ask you, Yuvan. Mm-hmm. Yuvan, you've just won two million dollar jackpot. So, okay, please explain to us how you're going to use your money. Two million dollar is not Korean won, right? It's USD, yeah. right? Because Korean one, it'll be like 7,000 Malaysian ringgit only. Beware, I, I'm judging you for this and a lot of your family members <laughs> are listening. <laughs> 2 million. Okay, okay, we'll go quickly. 1 million out of Australia, we buy a house. Okay, that was easy. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, like, with the garage in it, like, all the interior done, uh-huh. everything else within the 1 million. Right. Hopefully. Maybe I'll just buy it for my parents. I don't know. And I'm left another 1 million. Yeah. I'll keep some money to actually st- uh, invest in stock. Mm-hmm. That will be around half a mil is too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say somewhere around hundred thousand US dollars right, okay. to two hundred thousand okay. yeah, US yeah. dollars. Yeah. Okay. How much I'm left? I'm left with eight hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, so far, so far, what you're doing is exactly what I do. You know. <laughs> After this, you won't do what I'll be doing. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I suspected the same. <laughs> Wait, but that you could not enough any money. I can't buy a hypercar already because hypercar is minimum 1 million USD. So I can only buy a supercar. So I'll probably buy a Porsche, I think. What's the difference between a hyper and a super? Hypercar, uh, they are like the flagship of a brand like McLaren, P1, Pagani. And so let's say we're talking Lambo, Lamborghini. Lamborghini, I actually thought that they were just sports car, you know, like they're not hypercar. But then there are some What's versions Okay, of so now is there a difference between a sports car and a supercar? Is supercar. there a difference? I mean, the one kind of same. The, the one you can't really okay. differentiate. Sports All car, right. supercar kind yeah. of same. Um, hi, Lamborghini have this version where they have super limited edition. Lamborghini Cien. 
that is hypercar for sure. Uh-huh. Because that's like all the way limited already. Alright, so definitely more than a milk you're saying that one will be. Mm, yeah, confirm. Okay. Alright. So then I'll buy a Porsche, then I'll buy my dream bike. Yeah, we can make an estimation. Huh? You you said you had eight hundred dollars. So I mean you eight hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred thousand dollars. That's quite a bit still, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Porsche will be like somewhere around three hundred thousand only if I'm mistaken. I'm guessing, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, in Malaysia you can get a Porsche SUV for something like six hundred K, I think, nowadays. Yeah, but that's the SUV. I'm going to buy like supercar. Yeah, okay, all right. Definitely not a SUV kind. Uh, I wanted I wanted I wanted a bit I wanted a bit a bit more specific specific. <laughs> okay lah. Exactly. Porsche GT3 RS. Okay, alright. That's better. And Yamaha R1 and others. Okay, don't worry about the bike. I, I don't don't need to give the name. I don't care about I'm going bikes. To I'm going to say <laughs> Panigale before. That is one bike's name, you know. Alright. Okay. So do you think you'll have money at the end? I am pretty sure I'm going to have another few hundred thousand dollars. I'll just keep it in my bank and wake up every day and still look at it. Okay. That'll and, be and, the rest of the money. And pray that every day you you get like interest and you can live off that interest. Mm, yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think I can live off it. Lah, but then I, I, thought, I thought, yeah, you know, I it occurred to me, you know, it thought occurred to me, you know, is there a point? Can you Can you generate enough money to a point that you can actually live off of interest alone. <laughs> because you, you just store that money. So that money remains untouched and you just take the interest that you get from that money that you've stored in the bank. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's possible or not. Possible, but then there's this thing called inflation which is going to make it impossible. <laughs> because well, I'm pretty sure the inflation rate will be way higher than your interest rate in any bank's. Any fixed deposit banks. So right. what happened well, is when you start uh-huh. to see the fruit of the interest, right? At that right. point, that money wouldn't matter much to you already. It will be useful, but not to the extent where you can live off it. I see. Oh, wow. okay. Your okay. turn. Your turn. You. Oh, you want me to do the same thing? Yeah, both of us. Oh, then sure. Ah, same, same. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, I do the same thing. Buy a house. Uh, buy <laughs> so a house. I'd probably spend a million as well. And then, what was the other thing you said? Stock. Nah. Yeah, stock. Uh, yeah, I'd invest in stocks. Uh, but I, I don't know if I want to invest in stocks or in another house. That's the thing. I, yeah, I might. I might. Enough. Let's say I'll take, let's say I'll definitely set aside 200 for, or 200K for investment. But I think uh-huh. I might do 100K in a, in a maybe property like land or house. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe a few properties and then the other 100k are put inside uh, stuff like stocks yeah equity so stocks index funds stuff like gold and all is considered what i can't remember now uh, minerals <laughs> well there's a term there's a term for it <laughs> there's, a, there's a term for those minerals raw materials gold petroleum yeah so i, I put some inside that as well and then the rest uh, i'd spend on a car uh, and I, nearly... <laughs> I wouldn't buy a motorcycle that's for sure of course of course no uh, shit <laughs> throw parties every weekend <laughs> live off the rest like a happy satisfied old man <laughs> yeah the reason why I asked you this is it's very interesting is because uh, after uh, during Chinese New Year I think I read an article uh, there's, there's this one day where where a bunch of people in Singapore literally everyone in Singapore uh, yeah. bought 
uh, 4D, 4D tickets, I think. Uh, and so everyone was, I don't know why it was that one particular day. No idea. Maybe maybe it was uh, the start of CNY, the end of CNY, mid-CNY. I don't know. <laughs> I, I need to be uh, slightly more culturally educated. Anyway, uh, uh, there's this woman, uh, a normal uh, middle, middle-class woman. She's working. She doesn't have time to buy a ticket. So she asks her, her colleague, she, she says, hey, I don't have time to go out and get a ticket. Could you buy one for me? And so the woman goes out because the colleague bought the ticket. So but it's then with her. It is with her. And she they didn't meet after that for just by coincidence. They, she probably would have passed the ticket to her at some point. Mm-hmm. But she found out that that ticket was the winning ticket before that. Uh, and so when when the person who whose money it was that actually paid for the ticket tried to contact the person who holds the who who was holding the ticket Mm -hmm. she found out that her colleague had actually cut off all relations with her social media messaging phone phone numbers you know she probably changed uh changed her phone number for all I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that should be that. It was crazy. So the things the things people can do. So uh, don't trust don't trust anyone too much. <laughs> I always have a backup plan or something. If there's something, if there's anything we could learn from that <laughs> one episode. But it was I, I was looking at the article and uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh well, well, well. How 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 things are these times. Mm-hmm. Okay, then everyone comment what you guys will do if you guys get 2 million. And if you guys stay until the end, thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye.